Good evening. And as always, I want to uh, thank you for taking uh, time out of your day uh, to watch these. Uh, I wanted to thank you for uh, taking time out to listen to these. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow night, I'll be able to announce to you the winners of the gift cards uh, from those who have liked the ministry page. Uh, but tonight, hopefully, we will finish up the 23rd Psalm and uh, looking at how that relates to us and what God is trying to accomplish and do. I just want to read it to you again to kind of remind you where we're at. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Wonderful four verses that just can really give us encouragement. Uh, they can give us uh, peace of mind. Um, and as storms come and as challenges come, it's just a wonderful passage of scripture. And I think that's why we see it so often at funerals. We see it so often read in hospitals because really the uh, moment of death is something that is really uh, hard for most people. Uh, even if we're ready to go, we would say we're not ready to go yet. Um, if we've lost someone, we know what that hurt and pain does. If we're worried about losing someone, we understand the difficult and challenges. And so as we're given this psalm, we just see this all unfold. But in verse 5 and 6, it really goes from God as shepherd and God as protector to God as a friend. God is close to us. God wants a relationship with us. And I think this is really important. I just got done reading a article about two, uh, from two different perspectives on something that's taught in the Bible and I uh, was reading the comments and just the arguments and the back and forth and the the accusations and the um, slander and, and the just back and forth. And I just really began to pray that I don't believe that's what the Lord wants for us. I don't believe the Lord wants us to run around and undermine each other and, and, and tear each other down. Uh, and I think that because I've read verses five and six of this chapter. And I want you just to listen as we look through verse five. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now, I want you to hear this. God is preparing a table for us. What that is signifying is a relationship, a time together. And yes, while we know that is definitely going to be the case in heaven, it can be the case today. 
you and I can have a real relationship with him through prayer, through Bible study, listening to what he has for us. I think it's important here because anytime you prepare something for someone, uh, it is with a purpose in mind. Uh, if you invite someone over to your home and you prepare food and you prepare your home, there is a purpose behind that. Sometimes it is to get to know you better, make you feel welcome to the community. Sometimes it can be negative where it's someone trying to learn something about you or butter you up or get a promotion. That, that, that can happen. But I want you to notice here that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. This idea of oil is rejoicing. This time of cup is overflowing as a sign of blessings. And what we really see here is that God is going to love you. God is going to have a relationship with you in spite of your enemies. And not only in spite of your enemies, but they will understand how wrong they were. Now, this is very important because we have enemies in this world. First of all, we have Satan, who is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is a slanderer and a liar from the beginning. And friends, there will always be multiple people who will follow after him. They'll act the same way, talk the same way, think the same way. And even if people are nice to you, to your face, many times they will be slanderers and mocking and making fun of you behind your back. But there is a God who sees you, a God who knows you, a God who loves you, a God who wants a relationship with you. And he can take that brokenness and that relationship that has hurt you and he can make you have a time of rejoicing. He can make you have a time of blessing. And so don't let the hatred of other people rob you of what God wants for you. Jesus died for you. He loves you. He knows you. And he has goodness in store for you. And that leads us right into verse 6, because literally it says, So goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, uh, I think this is a part of this that a lot of people struggle with, because they would say, well, my life has not always been full of goodness and mercy. There's been pain. There's been tears. There's been loss. And so how can I really say that goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life? Well, there's a couple things I would just like to say. That no matter what we have been through, we've never been alone. And no matter how much we have had trials and tribulation, we've still had God who went with us through them. See, most of us don't like to admit that most of the problems that we have in our life, we bring into our lives ourselves. We marry someone that didn't meet God's requirements and standards, and now we've suffered with the consequences. 
we've not controlled our temper or been the person that God wanted us to be, and we have broken relationships. And so a lot of times we play the victim when we really aren't the victim. But I can promise you this. If you will stay humble, follow the Lord, even the most difficult moments of your life, even the greatest challenges that you will face, you will know that he is with you. You will know that his compassion, that his goodness, that his mercy are sustaining you. And even if you don't see it on this side of heaven, the great Bible teaching that we have for God is that this world is not our home. This life is not our ultimate source of blessing. As Christians, we enjoy the life that God can give us here, but we are looking to the life to come. And this is a teaching that is fading away in the church today. We are blessed as Americans. We have so much and so much to be thankful for. And many times we have decided in our hearts, even though we would never say it, can it really get better than this? But the psalmist said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He recognized that everything he had been through, everything he had struggled with, all the blessings that he had given, nothing compared to what heaven is going to be like. Nothing compares to what God's presence is going to be like. And so on those days that you want to quit, those days that you want to be um, beat down, just remember that you have a God who loves you. Jesus said he has went to prepare a place for you. And one of these days he's coming back. And so for the Christian, the future is always better. It's always going to be better. Because why? Even though we might have valleys, we are ending up on the mountaintop forever. So as always, I just pray that you have a wonderful day and that the Lord has blessed you. And if the Lord is willing, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. God bless.